0: It's graduation Sunday, and I've done this a lot. And I, you, you know me, I'm, I'm emotional, rites of passage, things like that. They move me. Since my mom died, my emotions are always like right here, and they spill out some. And, and that's okay, that's cool. I'm like a lot of moms out there. The dad's always looking at me like, What? What? What is wrong with him? But uh, so it's, been, it's also Pentecost, which means the Holy Spirit. Uh, comes to be with us, and I need that this morning. Uh, but graduation, it's been different for us this year and for a lot of you. Baccalaureate on Tuesday, I was a mess. Um, friends who are going through struggles, who have lost loved ones are there, and we're we're all crying, and my kid's in a cap and gown, and he's six foot three, and all these things, and so I'm not just Kurt Henry, one of the pastors today. I'm I'm one of Luke's parents. So that's why I'm that's why I'm kind of a mess, although I'm always kind of a mess. Um, he and I we've had a we've had an interesting relationship. Always I, I remember he was little, and I, I asked my mom, I said, Was I like this when I was little? And and she said, No. But watching you and him is like watching your dad and Tim. And Tim's my oldest brother, and I went, Oh boy. <laughs> Cause it was battles of the will. My brother Greg and I would sit there and we would go, Why, why does he keep arguing with dad? It's a no-win proposition, you know? And now we, we do the I mean neither one of us is gonna give in, right? But we've it's been good. So probably six, seven years ago, he says to me, after one of those times who taught you how to be a parent? <laughs> and, and in a rare moment, I, I thought about the question rather than just shoot back some angry thing about, just do what I said. You know, I, I thought about it and it was like, so I just answered him really honestly, like nobody. I mean, I watched dad a little bit growing up and uh, I, had it, I had this plan, right? Here was my plan as a parent. I tell you what to do. You do it. Seems simple, right? It doesn't make a very good book on parenting, I guess. But um, so I've, I've just kind of been making it up as I go. Tina helps me a lot. She's rough, you know, got the rough edges. I don't know if any of the rough edges are off, but we we're, we still work on it. We yell less. Um, but I'm trying to listen to God. I'm sometimes I'm making it. Sometimes I'm failing. Um, one of the things I know is that in that moment, Luke appreciated my honesty. And we're in a series on the book of Psalms, and, and the Psalms are all about honesty. And, like, I got to preach on Psalm 40, uh, where he's in the pit, and, uh, you know, and the psalmist says, you know, like, God help me, I'm in the pit. And, and God says, you can be honest with me, and I'll come and I'll be beside you. That's He sent the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit walks with us. So whether we're in difficulties or in the good times, God says, you can be honest with me about what it is that you're going through. And today we get to talk about Psalm 146, and I think it's a great opportunity to listen to what God has to say about how we can, how we can avoid some of the difficulties in our lives. As this week has gone on, I, I, we've heard a lot of graduation advice. If you're from Zealand West... Tavon was the valedictorian, 4.5 GPA. When I, was, when I was, I don't even think you could go above four when I don't remember that anyway. I know I didn't. I was close. I really was. I was a good student, but 4.5. And this kid is, he's just brilliant. And he was charismatic and frankly, just a, a little bit weird and off the wall. But <laughs> as I listened to all the things, he was using memes and and his voice is just really cooler than mine. And, uh, but as I, I listened, he gave some really good advice. And I took notes, so you didn't have to. You can come back to me for this later. But so Tavon said, you need to have a mindset. He said, have a vision, then take a step, find some things to motivate you along the way, enjoy the process, have an open mind, stay humble, and have a support system. And uh, I thought that was it's really good advice. And, and underneath there somewhere, there's some spiritual things. Have a support system. Like you got, here we are for you. And you, you're around everywhere. But um, even Joseph graduated from college. Got married. Whew, all kinds of good things. So, so Tavon had some good advice. Mrs. Spayman. Now, I knew Mrs. Spayman as a freshman in high school. As a basketball, I coached girls basketball at at Holland. I helped coach for a few years, and she was too good to play on the JV team. She skipped right over, so we never got to coach her. But she had a good jump shot and was a great player. So when she spoke it, I was surprised. Well, I wasn't surprised. She was always a really, but she was articulate. And she said a couple things. She talked about we're in this unprecedented time. 433 days at the time of this weird C word. One of the people in front of me was like, they didn't know what the C word was. I'm not going to say it because uh, it's a five-letter word. I don't know anything it rhymes with, any, you know. But um, anyway, uh, but she said these things. Appreciate life's complexities. It certainly has been a year where life has been complex. She said you need to always look for the good and see the value In who you are, and again, underneath there, I think there's some spiritual things. I know Mrs. Spayman is a a person of faith, and so I I, I think that there's some things in there. But it's good advice. Mr. Eating said, "Don't be able to, don't be afraid to fail over and over again." My friend Tom Grable, I was walking with him on Thursday, and he was sharing a book that he read. Ruth Haley Barton, she said, "When you go to college, major in curiosity." I thought that was good advice, too. So this is all good advice that I've heard this week. And I'd like to think this morning we have something better than good advice. We have the Word of God. And you all have this copy of something that that we've given to you as a church. The verse that I wrote... If you can't read my handwriting, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So this is the word of God. This is not pithy sayings from Pastor Kurt because I, I don't have great advice, but here's what God has to say. The God of the universe wants to talk to you. On Tuesday, Pat, uh, Cam from First Baptist, he shared Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Words of God. Trust the Lord in all, with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. That kind of parallels this Psalm 146 in some way. So listen for the echoes of Lean not on your own understanding. He will make your path straight. Now, one thing I wanted to add to what Cam said on Tuesday was straight. Yes, he'll make your path straight. But as I look around the room, I know some people in this this room, and they would say straight, yes, but bumpy, up and down hills. It, It just, God doesn't take away all the struggles. He doesn't take away all the burdens, but he will walk with you. And so hear these words from this book that we love. I'm going to take my glasses off. When I can't find them later, somebody remind me that here's where they are. It says this, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. And he says, do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the Lord, the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoner free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. And so this passage of scripture begins with the same phrase. In Hebrew, it's hallelujah. We we sang that, hallelujah. And we're going to sing it again. Praise the Lord. Now that word halal is praise and it's, it's boast in the Lord. It's be passionate about the Lord. It actually, it, it actually gets at kind of the, the way that Tavon, you know, like be a little bit over the top in your, in your boasting about God. Make a big deal about who God is. Praise the Lord. Halal Yah, Yahweh, the God of creation. Praise him. Praise the Lord all your life as long as you live. That's great advice, I think, from the God of the universe. Then he goes on, he says, do not put your trust in princes, in human beings. When they die, their plans come to nothing. I don't know if you noticed, but on the screen, all of the graduates, they put what their plans were. And that's a good thing. we got to have plans. But I had plans once. When I graduated from high school, I was going to be an accountant. I knew what my parents made and I and I looked and accountants made more than that and I kind of had this desire to, you know, be set up well. And so and I had an accounting teacher, Mr. McKee, great guy, man of God. And when when column A and column B equaled one another, there was you know good. It was like yes, I did, I did that right. And in two days in college accounting, we passed everything that I had learned in two years of high school accounting, and uh, I enjoyed it for a while, But my second year at Calvin, um, I I started to think, I don't know about this accounting thing, this dealing with numbers all the time and and. I, I, rem- I knew I was a people person. I went, I, I, God was speaking to me in this accounting class. I was try- he was trying to keep me awake, but also speaking to me and saying, You know, I'm not sure this is, you know, actually, he, did, he was sure. He knew this isn't who I made you to be. I went back to my college dorm. My friend Todd was my college roommate. He said, You know what? I'm thinking about transferring. Strange. I said, I'm thinking about changing my major, but I hadn't thought about transferring. So we went and we visited this little school, Reformed Bible College. It was on Robinson Road. And uh, when I went there, it was kind of different, small. I didn't really, it wasn't like, oh, it's such a beautiful campus. And, uh, I, but I knew that there was something there that God wanted me to be about. Now my friend Todd, he went back and graduated from Calvin and it is a financial consultant. And I went and decided to go into youth ministry. When I went to Trinity Reform Church, I was going to spend the rest of my life there. And after seven years, I knew that I was supposed to move on. I had one year at this West Ottawa teen ministry. Then I went to Cranhill Ranch. God brought me there because I loved that place, and he brought me there because that's where I met my wife. And Tina and I, we love Crayon Hill. My plan was after we got to Crayon Hill, we were gonna, I was going to live all the rest of my days as the, you know, the associate uh, program person at Cranhill Hill Ranch. And then I heard the voice of God. It sounded an awful lot like the voice of Tina. Um, <laughs> evidently, they had been talking. Been and, and we weren't going to stay at Cranhill Hill Ranch. We go visit. We, we love it there. But then Community Reform Church called, and they said, would you be interested in being our high school youth director? And again, I'm like, well, youth ministry, I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. And then Luke came along, and then Micah came along, and then Jace came along, and then I was like, this, this is hard. The, 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 the schedule you work and the things you do, I, I was getting too old for that. And Pastor Dan, in his wisdom, said you should go back to, Seminary, and so here I am, and and again for me, I'm going to be here forever doing this until you know it's always scary for me to say that because now you know God might say over here or over there. So I'm glad you all have plans that that you have. James four talks about you know tomorrow we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and we're going to go over here and we're going to do that and it says beware. Uh, what we should say is if the Lord wills. We'll do this and that and this and that. And so you can have plans. You can try to figure out what's next. But, but you need to know what God's plans are for you. And he'll make your path straight, although they may wander, uh, you know, through different things. But you, you got to know God, God has plans for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Woody Allen says, you want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. I'm not sure if God laughs, but I think he does say, you know, I, I have plans for you, and I'll let you go your way, but that just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. So, submit your path to him. This passage continues on. It says, blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. And there is so much in that little one verse, but blessed are those, happy are those, and that word talks about on the straight path are those whose help is God and whose hope is God. The word help in the Hebrew is ezer, and it's used early in Genesis when God is making Eve as a person to walk alongside Adam. It says, She will be a a, a suitable helper. Um, So she walks alongside. It's also a word that's used when we talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come and walk alongside of you. So blessed are you who allow God through his Holy Spirit to walk alongside you as you go on your way. You'll be blessed. You'll be happy. You will remain on the good path. Blessed are those whose hope is the God of Israel. Again, that word hope isn't like, oh, I hope this happens. It is you have hope. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So you'll be blessed. Why will God bless you in this way? Because he is who he says he is. This passage says he is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. Just remembered, it's like a line from a movie, forever. I don't remember which one. Hope it's a good movie. Sandlot? I know. It's somewhat good. There's a little more swearing in it than I'd like to remember, but that's an aside. It's one of those things. You never want to recommend a movie from the pulpit because there are things in it that you might have forgotten are in it. And then people are like, oh, the pastor recommended this movie. (laughs) So I didn't say to go watch that movie. That's just an ADHD moment. So anyway, these are the things that this passage says God will do for you. He upholds the cause of the oppressed. He gives food to the hungry. You'll be that in your freshman year of college from time to time. The Lord sets prisoners free The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. But he frustrates the ways of the wicked. All of those words, oppressed, poor, blind, hungry. Those are all words that in the Old Testament, throughout the Old Testament, God uses those words to talk about his people, the children of Israel. And then those are words that he applies to us because we are his children. We are his people. We are his chosen people. That's who you all are, not just the graduates where they are. All of us, we're God's chosen people and he wants to give you everything that you need. He wants to uphold you and give you things, and he wants to set you free. He wants to give sight to the blind. When we're walking our own way, we're blind. He wants to open our eyes and say, here's the path that I have for you. He wants to lift you up when you're in the pit, when you're going through that difficult time. He wants to lift you up. He wants to love you. The God of creation loves you. It just blows my mind. Pastor Josh was preaching, uh, and he was talking about that concept, and he used this word. I, I had to write it down. I didn't know exactly how to spell it. I asked him how to spell it, but he he, he went. <laughs> you know, it's like the fact that the God of the universe, the Creator of heaven and earth, that He loves you. I, I spell it like P-W-U-U-H-A, kind of like, I don't know. But anyway, the God of the universe loves you and has plans for you and wants to walk beside you. And if that doesn't blow your mind, then I just don't think you're thinking about it. And he wants to put you on the right path. He reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. And so, praise the Lord. Advice is good. Scripture is better. God wants to speak to you. He wants to fill you. When, the, the weeks that I'm preaching, I, I kind of live for a, two or three weeks. Trent picks on me. He's like, you know, you can tell when Kurt's preaching because everything is about, well, if we live in God's word, if we, if we, if we walk with it every day, God, God will, he will use it to guide you. So, we give you a Bible not just because that's a cool thing for, for churches to do, but because we believe that this book is the Word of God, and it contains in it God's plans for, not just graduates, for all of us. And so, if you got a Bible from when you graduated, you should maybe go find it, and if you, if you're not digging into it all the time, you should, you should be in it. Also, you can know the God of the universe. He wants to speak to you. You don't, he, he will actually whisper to you. He, he will use the people around you. You do need a support system because they'll help you hear God's word and, and, and make sure that that's the right thing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Remember who God is. So if you're going to college, you're going to trade school, you're going to work, or wherever we're all going tomorrow. We have plans. It's not bad to make plans. But if it's your plans and only your plans, they will end up nothing. But if you walk with God, if you allow God to be your help and your hope, you'll be blessed. You'll be happy, and you will be on a straight path. We sing of his goodness today. We sing that he is the great I am. He's a God of wonders. Let's pray. God, early in the morning, we celebrate who you are. When we stumble in the darkness, we we call your name. Lord, I pray that you will teach us what it means to say hallelujah. I want to praise the God of heaven and earth, the Lord of heaven and earth. Lord, for each graduate, for each person here, whether they're young or old, whether they're working or they're retired, you have plans for us, to prosper us, to give us hope in a future. Lord, I pray that you would walk beside us, we know you do, and that you would whisper to us, we know you do. I pray that we would hear your voice and we would follow. Put your song in our mouth. Help us to sing your praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.